Hello, and welcome to Here's the Thing with Robbie and Jose, where we explore relationships through a male and female perspective. With me, as always, is the lovely Robbie. Hello, Jose. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I think I shared with you earlier today that I saw a uh, roadrunner. Oh, that's right. And I said like a beep beep and you knew exactly. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I've never heard anyone say anything about a (laughs) roadrunner. So for for anybody that doesn't know, it's the Looney Tunes. There was a roadrunner character, roadrunner, which was always being chased by the coyote Uh of all things. And the coyote never caught the roadrunner because the roadrunner was really fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's Is that the one too? Wouldn't he like put like anvils off of a cliff and mm-hmm. he would hit? Okay. Yeah. He would always come up with these elaborate, you know, uh, plans to catch him uh-huh. and they still couldn't catch him because <laughs> he was so a was thinker. Like, he was trying to outthink the roadrunner. So road it's like runner. Tweety Bird and Sylvester. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the same thing. Old. It's like, I want to kill you, but <laughs> you're going to get killed and come back to life every episode. Yeah, well, if you look at Looney Tunes in general, they did that a lot too. Because like even uh, Bugs Bunny, uh-huh. he was the hunters were always trying to yeah. get at him, right? Elmer but did Fudd they ever actually them. like? Did he ever shoot him? And then Bugs Bunny is alive after that. No, he never got a chance. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. you're getting killed, if the, if the anvil that weighs, I don't know, whatever it was, 10,000 pounds is lands on you from a cliff, I don't think you'd be getting up for that. I mean, you know, it's cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> but I always felt bad for the coyote because the coyote was super smart, but he just couldn't catch the, mm. the run. Anyways, they're really cool looking. I think, you know what I want to be? I want to, I might end up uh, exploring being a birder. You know what a birder is? Just like bird watching? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, they just go out and watch birds. There's nothing stopping you. <laughs> Except for the fact that there's just so many different variety of birds. Yeah. Um, you want to buy you a bird book? And I actually, yeah, I actually, I, I heard that there are like books that you can like order and it has like pictures of different birds, but I just like birds. I don't know. There's something about a bird that I really like that they could just get up and fly away. Where Got the Roadrunner already on there. <laughs> Check. And I, apparently they can fly, but you know, mm. but um but yeah, anyways, and I did, <laughs> one time I did date somebody that didn't like birds, which is really weird because I did like birds, uh, but they didn't, they didn't like Just, birds. Because they're like noisy or they I, were scared of the movie, the Hitchcock they never, movie? They really never gave me a reason uh, for why they disliked the birds, movie, the birds, but it could, could have been. I think I, I gave know. a lot of people in that generation like a complex <laughs> of like... Yeah, yeah, with the whole Hitchcock thing with the shower scene, I'm sure oh, that psycho. gave a, yeah that that gave a lot of people anxiety about taking a shower. Oh, dude, because you have to close your eyes when and you're you, rinsing your you're hair. You're the most vulnerable, and you can't hear anything. You couldn't hear if someone came in through the door. Oh, no, dude, the shower. Yeah, you it's, gotta have a clear door or a clear shower curtain. Like I need to know if someone. It, that's terrifying. Oh my god, it is. But. Um, but anyway, so so today we're gonna be doing. Um, we're going to go down memory lane. So, Oh, never, I love memory lane. Yay, at least for me anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, I don't have your memory. Yeah, yet. no, you don't. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you into my, my little world. And I've talked about them in the past, most mm-hmm. of them. But it, it comes from, uh, I got an idea from, there was a, it's a song. It's in Spanish. He's an old singer, very obscure. You, most people haven't even heard of him. But it's called The Testament like in The Last Will and Testament. Mm-hmm. And so basically he's he's going down the line and 
and and saying basically out of all the relationships what he leaves behind. Mm-hmm. So like he did, like he mentions this one girl and he's like, to her, I leave her all my love because she was always wonderful. And to this other girl, I leave her all my hate because she was just, <laughs> just horrible. And, and this other one, she she betrayed me. So I'm leaving her like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's just basically him just saying like about all the women that I've ever been with, mm-hmm. like this is what I leave behind. These mm-hmm. are the memories or whatever. So it got me thinking, right? Because there was another thing that I saw. I was, I think it was on, uh, I want to say Facebook. And it was like a lecture and uh, somebody had asked the guy, like, um, I got betrayed or whatever, and uh, but I still care about it, I still love her, and I don't know how to navigate going forward. Mm. Anyways, he was doing his best to try to give him advice, although it's a horrible thing to do. But um, one of the things that he did talk about was like, you also have to make sure that this doesn't happen to you again. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever there is a breakup or a divorce or anything yeah, it's it's very painful, right? But just like any lesson in life, it's supposed to be painful. Hopefully you learn. I you, feel bad for people who don't learn anything <laughs> after a serious breakup. You should learn something, at least one thing. Right, right. It, and it could be a variety of different things. It could be uh, things that you learn about yourself, what, what you will and will not tolerate. It mm. could be um, things that you do like that you never thought that you did enjoy. Um, it could be a variety of different things. Mm. And so... Today is going to be an exploration of that uh, for me. So I don't think it's going to take very long. Lessons taken. <laughs> you've, I'm sure you've learned some things. Um, There's some takeaways out of each one of those relationships yeah. for sure. But yeah. And so the people, I guess, I mean, if you are of a certain age and you've been dating plenty of years, you've probably learned some lessons. Some of them may be okay. Some of them are probably harder lessons. Mm -hmm. Like you said, just learning something about yourself that maybe you didn't really want to face, but you kind of, it happened that way. You know, it's it's weird because for me, it hit me at a different age, right? So in my twenties, I didn't date that much because I got got married in my twenties, in my Mm -hmm. early twenties. So I missed that whole dating scene. I mean, I remember a little bit of it, but not as much. And it wasn't until I got in my forties that I really like, okay, now I'm really super duper dating. Mm -hmm. But up until that time, you know, I was, I was married. Well, you see that with people who are married for like 30 years and then they get divorced and let's say it was their high school sweetheart. They have no reference for dating. They have no idea. So like, and maybe let's say it's like your parent and you see them kind of go through dating things that you went to. It's kind of a comical in that sense. It's almost like um, they're reverting to the child almost because they're coming to you and like, why is this? And it's like, but if you've been dating enough, you can give maybe your parents advice yeah, because yeah. you dated and they didn't. Right. Exactly. Like, look, dad, don't bring out the coupons Yeah, <laughs> when you go out on a first date. So you had friends that you <laughs> asked. it's a two for one. What are you talking about? You asked like friends, like what's... Uh, you see it in movies too, of like a guy that's now? back out there. Again. Well, no, not now. Oh. When you were, after you got divorced, it's like okay, I'm having a that date. That was you. Really- that's what I was asking. <laughs> oh, it was me. Yeah, I didn't really ask anybody. I mean, I learned the hard way in yeah. some cases, but I was asking you. But it probably was the bad idea to ask because I know you had dated too, but you were also at the time in a committed relationship. So it's, yeah, but I learned. I got plenty of story. I mean, I learned a lot. <laughs> Honestly, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but you the were the best person you could have come you to. Were, you were, you were my, um, I don't know, my Jeeves. Okay. <laughs> As Jeeves. <laughs> for anybody that doesn't remember that reference, uh, but I had to ask Jeeves, like, uh-huh. what do I do, right? Yeah. Um, because the social norms had changed. And just even uh, courting a woman or dating a woman, it was different yeah. than what I remembered. There's some some fundamentals that were still there, but, but, but nevertheless. Um, so anyways... 
So I wanted to start out with the first, my first girlfriend, my first okay. love. Mm-hmm. And so this one, and, and and by the way, I'm not going to use any real names. I'm going to use fictitious names. Oh, she knows who she is. <laughs> yeah, she does. But, <laughs> but for the purpose of this of this uh, conversation, we're going to call her Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Or Gwyn. Okay, Gwyn. You know, we'll call her Gwyn because Gwyneth is a little too long. That's long. We'll, we'll call her Gwyn, right? Okay, uh, Gwyn. And it was hard coming up with these names because I had to find names that I hadn't actually dated. <laughs> You dated every person's name possible. <laughs> not every, not every, but there's a, there's quite a few of them in there. So I had to find like a name. common names. Yes. Okay. Well, just names. I had to come up with new names, like in general, <laughs> because they couldn't overlap. Because if I say somebody that I've dated, it's not the same person, but it's still. I don't even know a Gwen. Yeah, I don't either. Okay, all but right. It came from Gwyneth Paltrow because I always had a crush on Gwyneth Paltrow, and I was okay. like, oh, she was my she was my first. Anyways. Does she know? <laughs> as, a, as a secret crush, probably not. But Gwen, she's, reach Gwen. out to us. Absolutely. Um, but the thing about this one, right? So what I learned about that, and I learned quite a bit, but this was the introduction to relationships and love, mm-hmm. romantic love. So it's your first love, but also your first real relationship. Yes, yes. Okay. And so, and this is something that I've, because of the way that, you know, and I'm not going to go into the whole backstory, but essentially I didn't see her for like six months before, you know, we finally met up in person, but we talked mm-hmm. on the phone and it did teach me it is better to get to know them first. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's something about it because I remember when we first started talking, we just hit it off from the get go. Yeah. There was no awkwardness between she and I. And even when we first met by that point, I was just head over heels. But it was an important lesson for me to learn because mm-hmm. it wasn't strictly based on looks. Mm-hmm. And and I think about this often, like what would I, would it, we still have gone out if I had met her in person and then sparked up the relationship that way? Or because I got to know her, because all we had was, you know, a voice on the other end of the phone. Mm-hmm. Is that a better way? And quite honestly, it, you know, once I fell in love, I, I couldn't. It really, and I know it sounds cliche, it really didn't matter what she looked like at that point. It really didn't. And and typically, I even to this day, I probably wouldn't date somebody like her mm-hmm. uh, now, but that's my superficial part of it. But back that, then, that. her just her looks only, if you saw her somewhere, would you look at her and be like, oh, she's cute? So she uh, was like kind of your type already. You just didn't know it. Kind of, kind of. I, I don't know. I, I asked myself. That's what I'm saying. That if if know. she was, I, if she was a, oh, I'm not even gonna say this word, but like, if she wasn't attractive, like at all, like right. nothing. Yeah. Then you may be telling us a different story right now. Yeah. But that's, I'm just saying, but she was out. cute, yeah. and you kind of, you already were attracted to her physically. So that's what well, I'm saying. If you saw her somewhere, you'd be like, oh, her hair's so beautiful, or oh, she, her smile, whatever. But see, I don't know which one came first. The see, chicken or the egg. Right. So I don't, I, I honestly, I think I got, I fell in love with her personality. Yeah. When I saw her, it didn't really matter. I just happened to find those traits yeah. attractive. You got lucky. I did and I didn't because there were things about, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not exactly because I probably wouldn't date the physical, right? Mm -hmm. If I were to meet somebody like now, I probably wouldn't date them. The way she looks, uh, even even the way yeah, she looked back then. Yeah, but I mean, then. a lot of time has passed and your preferences may have changed. They, they have, yeah. yeah. But I think what, what she taught me more than anything was it is better to get to know them on that yeah. level first, yeah. right? Because she was also one of the first women that... She was like me. So in my family, we don't hold back our laughs. 
obviously I don't hold back my laugh. I don't, uh-huh. you know, if I'm going to laugh, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to bellow it out. You know what I mean? If it's slightly comical, yeah, you won't hear so much out of me. But if I find something funny, it's hard to shut me up. And that's my whole family has been like that. My sisters, uh-huh. we were always like that. We're always cracking up and having fun. And when we laughed, we laughed. And she was that exact same way. She wouldn't hold back. Mm-hmm. She had this big, giant bellow of a laugh. And I just love that because I'm like, oh, you're just as goofy as I am. Where, you know, sometimes girls want to be a little too cool for school and yeah. they don't want to show just how funny it is. No, like she like, would, yeah, she would get like red and she would just laugh a lot, which, which made me want to make her laugh even more. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoyed hearing those things, right, uh-huh. or whatever. And so the, the physical part came afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, ironically enough, um, with my marriage, it was almost the exact same thing. I didn't find her physically attractive at the time. So you I, took that lesson on to when you met your wife. It's mm-hmm. like, let me get to know her. And then the feelings grew. And then you start to find them physically attractive because yes. you are attracted to their personality. Yep. Yep. And it's uh, it's very feminine. <laughs> do you think that we don't do that anymore because we're always like, let's go, let's go, let's figure out what's, you know what I mean? I don't think we take that time really to slow down and get to know someone. Yeah. I think sometimes what ends up happening, especially in this day and age, because you have to get past the physical part. And if you don't find them physically appealing, that usually stops you in your tracks. Yeah. It's hard for them to, you know, no pun intended, penetrate. (laughs) 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 Because they've already made up their mind. I don't find you attractive. Mm -hmm. So once they've already said that, don't get me wrong, guys being what they, and I've seen guys do it, they still try, like maybe she'll change her mind. Mm -hmm. It's never really worked as far as I've I've seen it. Or, you know, maybe I just don't, you know, once, once I hear that, I'm done. I'm like, cool, great. I'm going to move on to something else. I'm sure it's happened at some point in time. Like you may, you may be like hard no, but let's say you have to be around that person because let's say you work together. So you're, it's not like you're like no, and then you never see him again. And then maybe, I don't know, maybe this guy is like really funny and genuine and maybe you really like him. You're like, mm, at first I was like, no, but again, your attraction to their personality makes them physically attractive. It, it could be. That's what I'm saying. But for me, once I hear a no, I'm out, right? I'm like, there's no point in me pursuing it because... You've already made it clear, so I'm just going to go yeah. go do something else, whatever. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't get mad or anything, mm-hmm. but I there's no point in me um, playing around with the idea of, oh, she might fall in love with me as a, just get it out of your head, move on to something else. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Therein lies the problem because, again, you, you those two people could have maybe been perfect for one another, but they just couldn't get past the looks part. Mm-hmm. And what this taught me was you can actually get to know somebody and once you get to know them, everything else will fall in line yeah. because you're so emotionally attached to them. They're, you laugh at the same jokes. They're there to, to hear you whenever you're having mm-hmm. a problem. Um, you know, you've gone through a bunch of stuff with them or whatever. It's like looks doesn't matter at that point anymore. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. And this is where like whenever you're a unit, you go outside and then outside forces sometimes can influence you, right? Like other people come into your into your orbit and it's always, you always have to be very careful not to bring too many people into your orbit because it could jeopardize your relationship. Yeah. So in other words, if there's somebody that, if I'm going to re- commit a relationship and there's somebody at work that I find super attractive, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to hang out with that person. If I have to see them at work, that's one thing. But outside of work, I'm not going to put myself in there because I already know yeah. that I'm attracted. And it's like, I have a girlfriend, so I need to be 
not over there. Yeah. Tip <laughs> to the fellows. Yeah, so stay like, away. Yeah, you have to. And for the girls too, mind you, yeah. especially if they find somebody that's cute or whatever. Don't it's go like, to happy hour with that person. You can't. That's what I'm saying. You have to be very careful. It's yeah. basically you go out with happy hour with people you don't like. Or if you're both single and you like each other, sure, by all means, yeah. it happen. But if you're in a committed relationship, don't play with fire. Yeah. Just don't do it. That's my suggestion. That again, for the people that have, you know, willpower, fair enough. Well, it just made me think of like, I don't know if you've ever seen this show, but Married at First Sight, there have been people on there where they were not attracted to them at all, but they stayed together because obviously through that process, you, I think they, I can't remember, you have to move in with them right away, but you're learning and you may start to be attracted to them based on their personality. Yeah. So it can work. I'm sure it's difficult. But she taught me that, that I guess, because again, the second time that I did that was a long-term relationship as a marriage. So yeah. she taught me it's better to get to know them on a, on a, on that level. Oh, thank you, Gwen. Yeah. Gwen did really good on that. I, I mean, it's, I like, I like it. I wish we did more of that now. I just think everyone's in a hurry. Everyone's like, let's get to the next stage or let it just be this or something. It's just too much Force, I think it's 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 uh I don't think it's that exactly I think that's always yeah there's going to be people that want to rush into it it's mostly just looks it's very superficial nowadays right and we've gotten we've gotten I think way I think that's the problem with some relationships not all where it's like yeah I'm miserable I can't stand to be around her but she's super hot so I'm not gonna let her go do you think we ever get to a point where they have a dating app where there is no photos, where it's just profiles? Do you think anyone would... They, they, they actually... Uh, Ted Lasso has it, um, where you match up with people, but you don't. there's no profile. I'm there's talking no, about real life. I know, but I think they try to do it. I don't think it would, it would work. People that's what I'm saying. Un- people wouldn't um, be... There'd be a small group of people no, be open to that. But that's what I'm saying. The majority of the people, they're like, yeah. if I don't find them physically attractive, I don't even want to bother. Because yeah. now I've gotten so emotionally attached. But they think, attached. too, the danger thing, because you don't know if that person's who they say they are anyway. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Like, if I'm 80 years old and I'm trying to pretend I'm 20, well, photo, right? Well, I guess you can grab one off the internet. But I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you, in modern day, the way it would work is that you would just need to postpone the physical part. You Like, the way they used but to do what, it. Okay. So, I you have to postpone it, like, three or six months. We were in more, order. like that let's maybe wait on the physical part let's get to know each other see if there's really something here before and that's kind of how in my personal life how I kind of take that it's like not going to jump in bed with you right away because it's like I need to know if I kind of like you like that's what I'm saying it takes discipline and willpower which people just unfortunately just do not have but nevertheless um and then I'm going to go to my most uh horrible experience (laughs) but the lesson that I learned, her I'm going to call Alexa okay. for for my own reasons. But anyways, um, for Alexa, what I did learn is that people change. Mm. And I know that sounds silly and it sounds cliche-ish, but people do change. And therein lies a problem in relationships. Whenever you're in a relationship, let's say you've been in a relationship for 10 years, the person that you're with now is not the person you fell in love with 10 years ago. Right. I know that they say, no, it is. It's still the same person. Technically, yes. <laughs> In the physical sense, it's the same person. Yes, yes. But they, their interests have changed. They've evolved and they're going to be different than who they are. I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's better or worse. Mm-hmm. To just be clear about that. Because I'm not saying that it's worse. I'm just saying you're dating somebody different now or you're yeah. married to somebody different now 
than you are when you were. And you can see that it's really evident. And I'm going to use extremes here. But like if you see, you know, people that have been married 50, 60 years and they're in their 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. clearly they're not the same people that they were when they were right. in their 20s. Right. Clearly. But that that's an extreme. Mm-hmm. But it's just as relevant, I think, within five years or two years. Yeah. Life-changing events happen. And people grow, people people change, people evolve their their taste, their preferences, the way they the way they handle things. Right. They they're they're going to be different. Yeah, and the age will also amplify that. So if you're in your twenties and thirties, you're changing the most. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? So oh, yeah. yeah, you're going to change forever, but it's it's amplified during those, you know, twenty years or whatever. Yeah, and and it I think that gets forgotten, but. I learned that lesson is that, mm. oh, people change. <laughs> so the person that I'm in a relationship now is not the same person that I was with. So you have to be able to adapt to the change and hope that they want to with you as well. You kind of almost have to reconnect with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You almost, you can't take it for granted that, oh, they're just that way. Yeah. They, they just do this. That's just the way they are. It's like, no, they're different. You need to, and, and I think with conversations, right? You need to have the day-to-day conversations. You need to have the mundane. And then you need to have the serious ones from time to time. And then sometimes, and you know, I'm a big proponent, you don't need to talk at all. (laughs) But nevertheless, you do need to understand who that person is. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a relationship, for instance, and your day-to-day and your husband or your wife is not asking you about the day-to-day. Yeah. The problem with that is they're not... They're not going to understand when something happens and you react a certain way right. because it's been leading up to that. Yeah. And a lot of times there's a lot of different things that you just don't want to discuss for one reason or the other, mm-hmm. but you still have to, you have to be engaged with them and ask them like, what's going on? Where have you been? Blah, blah. At their core, they might be the same, mm-hmm. but the way they react to different, again, they're going to be older. They're going to be wiser. They're going to be whatever. Yeah. They're going to be different. Yeah. They're going to be different. And when it is positive, it's a beautiful thing because then you could look back. um, Let's say you're with them for 20 years and you'd be like, oh, I remember when we first got together, you were this and like, you're so much better now because you've grown, you've evolved. You know what I mean? It can be really nice. And then you have the memories, which is always key. And it can be actually, you know, kind of hot too, because again, you can try out new things and be like, hey, you know, like, let's do this together. We've never done this before. Mm -hmm. And now it's exciting. It's like, oh, it's like I'm dating a new person or whatever. So it, 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 it can be. And I think part of that, what I will say, the other lesson that I learned in in conjunction with this, right, is the, you have to pay attention. Mm. Most people don't pay attention because again, they, they just figured, well, they're that. Yeah. They're always going to be that. Oh, that's, that's old Alexa. (laughs) That's just the way she is. And it's like, no. And you see them from time to time, change a little bit. Yeah. And that women are really good about picking this up. When they see that their man are changing, oh, that's yeah. usually a red flag for them. Like, why are you, why do you care now what <laughs> you look like? Why are you parting like? your hair on the yes. other side? <laughs> or why are you getting dressed better now? Before you didn't, like all of a sudden now you're dressing up. And usually they start feeling a certain kind of way because like, well, you're not dressing up for me because yeah. it's me. It's like, it might be for you if you're noticing. Guys don't notice. They, uh, I think that men are not as detail oriented, so they're not going to pick up on unless it's really overt. But like, they're not going to pick up on a lot of those things. Yeah, it's hard. The opposite. That's what I'm saying. For a guy, mm. we get busy 
trying to establish ourselves, and I'm sure women do too, mind you, sometimes it's difficult to stop and pause and, and figure out what's going on in your relationship. You mm-hmm. just take it for granted that that's your rock. They're always going to be there because, you know, especially in marriage, that's what you signed up for, mm-hmm. right? You said you're not going to leave me, and I said I'm not going to leave you. So it allows me to go on and try to conquer the world. The problem is it's fickle because that person, yeah, they made that commitment at that time, but now they're in a different space and they're like, I'm not happy, I want to leave. And it's like, okay, Yeah, because you can't what? be with someone where if they are too involved with their own thing and they're not paying attention to you, they're not noticing, that's basically like you're not in a relationship at all. No one wants to be in a relationship and be ignored or not notice. You know what I mean? Like I hear this complaint and I've said it a million times. Women say when they change their hair, men don't notice which is so aggravating for us because it could even be a very drastic change. I'm not talking about like you go get a trim or something. Mm-hmm. I'm saying a very drastic hair change. The man doesn't even notice. You'd be like, oh, you didn't notice my hair. And then it'll be like, oh, oh, what did you do? What did it look like before? Like they... That's how it makes out. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was really derogatory. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, I'm just... <laughs> but, you know, there's a flip side of that coin too. Just FYI, right? Um, because on a male's perspective, if a guy does a bunch of stuff around the house and takes care of the house, maintains it, does the lawn, takes care of the plumbing, pays the bills, um, you know, make sure that, that when things are broken, they get fixed, that becomes also a thing too. It's not like, so they get, they get overlooked as well. It's just like, hey, you know, and, and I don't know, I can say for me, I don't do it, but it's just one day it's broken, the next day it's fixed. Guys typically don't go out and say, hey, I fixed this. They might even say it in passing, like, just FYI, it's fixed now, so you don't have to worry about it. So it's not really about noticing. You're talking about words of affirmation. No, I'm talking about noticing because if a woman doesn't notice those things, she's also overlooking him too. Because he went out of his way. Let's say you're like, hey, this stupid, let's say you didn't even have to necessarily ask him to do it, but this stupid sink is whatever, it's leaking or it's making this weird sound or whatever, the pressure's not right. And he hears that and he's like, okay, what he's hearing is she needs to get this fixed. So he goes out there, he fixes it. And then all of a sudden it's it's working. It's like, oh, it's working. It's like, yeah, I fixed it. It's like, oh, okay. And then you just move so on. So you want her to say, that's what I'm saying. You want her to say, thank you for fixing this thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you notice, yeah. So the same thing with the hair thing. You want them to say, oh, you look nice. No, you it's just, not about even looking nice. It's just like, oh, you changed your hair. Just the notice part. Exactly. So the, the sink thing is different because you're saying that if you fix the sink, you're wanting her to say, thank you. I really appreciate you fixing it. Well, just to this. notice it because sometimes you want, let's just say that you're, she's, let's say you fixed it uh-huh. and then you went out and go did something, right? And then you notice that it's, that it's working uh-huh. and it's never brought up again. And it's just working now. Uh-huh. And you know who did it. <laughs> you know who did it. Yeah, so he, he did it and that was it. And then that's that's that. But you she notices on. that it's fixed and she knows who did it. So that's, again, Well, he notices it than- too. He might not mention it, that your hair is different. He might not mention it. That's what I'm saying. We could play that game too. But uh, I think it's it's that, is that people get taken for granted, right? When you do change your appearance, right? You're trying something new, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously for a woman, it's like, hey, I'm trying something new. Hopefully it's trying to, you know, make yourself better or feel good or whatever. And at the same time, maybe it's also, you know, your your husband or your significant other is going to like it, which is an added plus, right? Because you're trying something different. You always want to, you know, you have to be very careful because if it didn't come out, <laughs> you got bangs. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's just not a good look for you, you know, the guy might be like, mm, yeah, and maybe he doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to say anything bad too. And sometimes that happens as well. So it's not necessarily, sometimes I think they don't notice. I, I will give you that. Sometimes it's just like, it's better just not to say anything. Mm. Because it can open up a door because like, oh, you, you got bangs. And they're like, oh, you, you don't like them or what? And they're like, because you got to be honest, right? So maybe if you don't like them, you know, you have to be like very, you have to tippy toe around a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know. Mm, I'm talking about when you say it and they didn't even notice. They're like, oh, uh, oh what well, was yeah. it before? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could be that. I know mm-hmm. that for me, um, because I was at home all the time and sometimes... Uh, I would do things around the house and then when she came back, it was it was fixed, right? Because she would travel a lot for her job. Mm-hmm. So again, it was really no, maybe so you, she didn't notice it. or Again, it's not, she she just didn't notice it. Okay. So it was broken before and then she came home, it's fixed and she didn't notice it. And even if I were to say the same thing, like, hey, I fixed the things. Oh yeah, I didn't notice. It's the same, it's the same scenario. Okay. So if you're not noticing, if you're not paying attention to your partner, mm-hmm. that's my only point. That happens. And you have to notice the little things too, not just the drastic changes. Mm-hmm. Because by the time they're already in a drastic change and let's say you stop and pause and like, oh, I see now she's wearing more, um, she's working out more and mm-hmm. she's, uh, those dresses are getting tighter and tighter. By the time you notice it, she's, there's a whole evolution that went yeah. there. And now you're just seeing it because it's just so noticeable that now you're like, oh, that's that's different, right? Like it's totally whatever. Is there anything of how observant I am in a relationship? Like even if you change the way you took your coffee, I would notice and ask about it. I'd be like, oh, you changed the way you take your coffee. I mean, I notice everything. <laughs> like every, and I'm sure a lot of women are too, but it's just like every little change for the guy, maybe it's like you said, it has to be extreme of like their body is transforming or, you know what I mean? They're working 12 hour days now where they used to work eight, something, you know, pretty obvious. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. You have to, you have to keep that connection going Mm. and you have to just keep up with the day to day stuff. But, um, the other thing, and this is Gwen taught me this, but it's not a, it's not something that I really didn't resonate with me until much later on, until until my dating age in my forties. Okay. Because again, I met Gwen when I was thirteen. Okay. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's a long, long time ago. Just FYI. Um, but anyways, um, what I was gonna say is she had a sadness to her, and it's weird because when I think of her. Mm-hmm. I think of her as laughing. I always think of her with a smile on her face. But when I when I really do and, and really sit back and think about it, mm-hmm. there was a sadness to her. And what I've noticed is that with other women that I've dated since then, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a sadness to them mm-hmm. that's just an underlying sadness. Yeah. And for the most part, I'm a kind of upbeat guy. So I don't get me wrong. I get sad from time to time too. Like it happens. I'm human, right? But for the most part, I'm a, I'm pretty, you know, pretty happy. (laughs) I like to keep a smile on my face. I just, I just enjoy living life that way. And what I've noticed is that sometimes they're hurting for one reason or the other. Mm. And it's hard to sometimes stop and really, cause you're assuming I'm happy. So So why isn't everybody? Yeah. It's like, I'm happy. And then, and and don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to be insensitive about things. Right. But a lot of times I'm like, well, I can't, for the life of me, think of why she would be unhappy or why she's feeling sad. Mm. But there's therein lies the point. You don't know. Right. You don't know. There might be something that's bothering her that, you know, for you might not be, let's say, a, a big deal, mm-hmm. but for her it is. So it's important. 
It's important to her. It's a continuous sadness. So it's not just like for a short period of time. You're talking about the whole time that you are dating someone, they're just kind of sad. Yeah, there's a sadness there. And and, and again, I'm I'm trying to be careful because I don't want to go into too much into Uh like depression because I I don't know if that's exactly that that's what that was. Although I do and I've had uh, and we're going to go through that because there's some other there's some other women that I've dated that were. But you can uh, recognize it. You know what that looks like based on Gwen. You could tell. Yes, now I can. Now right. I can fine tune it. But it it didn't. It eluded me until I started dating women. You know, when I got in my dating in my forties. Yeah. That's when I really started to notice. Like, wait a minute. It wasn't just her. And even even and who was the other weird part about it? Even in my marriage, she would never tell me when she was sad. Unfortunately for her. Um, she would like to drink. That was her coping mechanism. Mm. So she would drink and that's when I knew something was bothering her, but she would never vocalize it with me. But you notice that change, your point of like the changing and the noticing. Yeah, I, can, okay. I can notice it. And you just didn't know why. I just didn't know why and she wouldn't talk to me sometimes. Well, mm. you know, for the, for the, Gwen, not so much. Gwen would talk to me. Yeah. And I knew what was going on with her at the time. Mm. It was more like, um, I think at the time it was like her mother. We were teenagers, right? So first love, Hormones are going everywhere. Right. There's a lot going on there. Everything's amplified. Everything is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> everything is it's a big all or deal. nothing, baby. Everything. Yes, it's like it's like living in a in a in a in a drama. Like mm-hmm. it's just so powerful at the time. And then of course you get older, and, and it's those those things have still happen, mm-hmm. but you're just you're better equipped to deal with them. Right. And it's, you know, you take it a little more. You know, hopefully you're more pragmatic about it. Yeah. But there was a certain sadness, and I, I noticed. That when I started dating, I dated more and more women that were dealing with depression mm. and and they were taking medication for it. Mm-hmm. And because, again, m- for me, uh, Alexa, mm-hmm. she started dabbling around trying to go get help yeah. right towards the end of our relationship. Yeah. That's when she was like, okay, maybe I do need to go talk to somebody and see a therapist and maybe yeah. get on some medications and whatnot. But she was kind of resistant to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, okay. But but then later on down the line, as I dated more women, I noticed, oh, wait a minute, this is this is a real thing. Like it's yeah. really out. I know it sounds stupid, but it's 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 like I just didn't know yeah. that it was so such a common thing yeah. to be, you know, and now sad you know lot. how to combat that. I, I think if, if I'm understanding like you being able to recognize that and learning from that, you can kind of, I don't want to say use kid gloves, but you know what I mean? You can be a little bit more sensitive yeah. when you recognize, okay, this person is dealing with some things. Yeah. I need to be a little bit more aware of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And actually here's, here's the, here's the other thing now too. I kind of almost have to stop a little bit whenever I notice it too much, mm. whenever I'm dating somebody. Not because for any other reason, because I know that whatever they're dealing with mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me, right? And so sometimes that can get in the way though, even though it has nothing to do with me, it can actually surface while we're together. Right. And it becomes an issue mm-hmm. later on down the line. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, yeah, you have to be, well... And, and from that, right, I will say this, what I've learned out of all those experiences was to be patient. You just have to be patient mm. because, again, the natural instinct is like, well, like 
everything's going good for you, right? And from the outside looking in, that's maybe that's what it looks like. Like right. you're doing this, you're doing that, you're killing it, you're crushing it, you're you're beautiful, you you got a home, you know, like you're just you're a magnificent person, blah 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 blah. Why would you be sad? And it's like you just don't know. Right. They have their reasons. Yeah. But sometimes if it's such a powerful thing as you're dating and they haven't dealt with it or really not dealing with that issue, yeah. it's going to come up later on. Yeah, it's really hard if you are, um, I mean, we all have our things, but if you're generally like a happy person and you've dealt with your own trauma and you just want to be happy and you get with someone that's down all the time, it is hard. I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but it it's hard to continue a relationship when you're like, let's go have fun, you know, whatever. And they're like, no, I don't want to do, you know what yeah. I mean? It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's very, like, and you want to be sensitive. Especially if you're ready to go out. Yeah, yeah exactly, but exactly. Where do you find that balance? Like, what do you do at that point? Because you're going to feel terrible hard, to break yeah. up with them and be like, I can't be with you. You're not going to say this, but you're, like, right, you're sad right, too much. I can't. Right. right. And, and we all have our own thing, right? We all yeah. have our baggage, mind you. Um but yeah, sometimes if it's too powerful, yeah, it's really hard to combat. Yeah, and it and 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 sometimes what I've noticed is if I go out on like on a first or second date, mm-hmm. and I notice it too much, I kind of know that they're probably not in the right space to date. Yeah. So sometimes I like to be just a sympathetic ear. Like you really right now, you don't really need a date. You just right. need a friend. Yeah. So I'm okay being that especially on the first and second date or whatever. Like, I'll be your friend. I'll listen to you for sure. Um, I don't know if it'll go anywhere yeah. after that because, again, I, I don't think... I would, the vibe that I'm getting is I'm getting the vibe that you really shouldn't be dating right now. Right. If I go on a date with a guy and the whole date he's talking about his ex and clearly he hasn't dealt with it or whatever, and let's say that he you know says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk about it so much. You know, Please forgive me. You're like, okay, we've all had those. Sure. Fine. Okay, you go out with him again and it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. bro, like... You're going through some bad. Yeah. I don't want to date you. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're great, exactly. but like, you need to deal with and this that's first. A perfect, and that's a perfect example. That's a perfect example because sometimes the uh, the inclination can be there. When, when somebody's that vulnerable, whether it's a guy or a girl, right? When they're that vulnerable, they're not thinking straight. Right. And they can be taken advantage of mm. very, very easily. Yeah. And, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, because if you're a guy... It can happen to you too. We we both know how girls, about <laughs> that was going to play itself out, right? Yeah. Because the guy's thinking, oh, this is an easy yeah. uh, whatever. But for a guy, it's also dangerous mm-hmm. because if he gets with the wrong woman, she could be like, hey, let's just order champagne and it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. Or let's go on a shopping spree. It's going to get you to feel better. <laughs> I'm behind like, on my ring. Uh, yeah, can you give exactly. Me some <laughs> and, and they play on the fact that they want to help out. Right. Like I want to feel useful or whatever because... Guys have their thing too, and it's like, yeah, sure, let me help you out, and then they feel a little bit better because they're doing something. Yeah, you but feel like worthy, like okay, yeah. someone needs me, and it feels good, exactly. and she's beautiful, and she's spending time with me, and I like her. And like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But if you're in a vulnerable spot, mm. you it's better to you deal with those things before you get out there. Yeah. Because there's wolves out there, and the wolves will come out, both male and female. There, they will come out. Yeah. And they will get you if you're not if you're not careful. So. I learned to to spot that out, and sometimes, again, depending on how bad it is, you know, I might say, "Yeah, we'll, we'll go forward anyways." And there's other times when I'm like, ah, "This is not a good thing." Yeah, because they're just not in the right space right now. They're yeah. just not in there, and you feel bad because there's nothing you can do. But you know that if they keep on going out there, because mm-hmm. I know men, and if they keep on going out there the way they are, 
it's just going to be heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. Yeah. And it's just going to compound the already, whatever you're dealing with is just going to compound it even more. So with that, is that a lesson that Gwen taught you in the sense of like, you recognize what the sadness is and maybe that's just not for you per se? I, 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 I think so. I think what she taught me was to recognize it because okay. sometimes it's underlined. Mm-hmm. In other words, for the most part, when I remember her, I remember her being very happy and go lucky. Mm-hmm. And I tended to to not really pay attention to the other side too much. You know what makes me think about, and this is going to get real dark, but when you... Oh, no. I mean, even darker than it is, but like when you... No, don't laugh before I say this because it sorry, sounds terrible. Okay, yeah. But like when someone commits suicide and mm. they ask the friends and family and then no one ever notices it until afterwards and like, you know what? He was really sad or yeah. he did do these things. You know what I mean? You start to like, then you see yeah. afterwards. Yeah. What I will say is this. This is what I've learned from dating sometimes the um, people that are going through things or sadness, if you will, is what I call it. Because I don't want to write out called depression because I'm not a, you know, I'm not a a trained therapist. I don't know what that looks like, right? Um, But what I will say is this, is the, the, the problem that that happens is that when you get into a relationship like that and it's something that they're dealing with that it's really hard to deal with, the majority of the relationship is going to be in dealing with that. Right. And the problem is that for a person like myself, again, for the most part, I'm optimistic, Mm -hmm. but I go through my days too. Right. But you will never hear from that because we're so focused on what's going on with you Mm. that whatever's going on with me gets put to the side. There's no time for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's like, no, no, we're focusing on her. Yeah. We're trying to make her feel better. We're trying to cheer her up. We're trying to be there emotionally for her. But I have needs too, but it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no time for your needs because we need to focus too much on that. And that's when a relationship gets really, really lopsided, especially, and I hate to put it this way, but sometimes, especially if she's really beautiful or whatever, but she's going through stuff, you want to, you want to help out. As a guy, sometimes you just, you're wired that way. You're like, I really want to help her out. The problem is again, that what you're doing is you're, you're forsaking yourself. Yeah. You're basically saying, okay, if you go into this relationship, just know it will never be about you. Yeah. And you're not even sometimes, mind you, and I say sometimes because it happens when you want to open up and you're like, hey, I'm going through stuff. They don't want to listen. Right. They just, they'll listen to what it, however it's like, yeah, I had a bad it's day. Superficially at, listening. Well, it's, it's, it's like, hey, I had a bad day at work, you know, like my boss, this, that, and then they might turn around and say, yeah, I had a really bad one too. And he started up at then and it just goes on. Yeah. It's like, okay. Sorry, I was just trying to share. Right? Yeah. But but here in and and this is the other important thing that I learned too, and this is when I was with Alexa, right? Is that I would keep things from her for that reason. Yeah. So because it was mostly focused around her and whatever her needs were, anytime I had things that I was dealing with, I just had to deal with them on my own. And sometimes whenever I had like many crises, right, because you would say, well, you don't want to keep things, but it's like, let's say we had a little crisis or whatever, I would handle it Mm -hmm. and she would know nothing about it Yeah. because I didn't want to burden her because A, she was already dealing with things, whatever those things were, Yeah. and I didn't want to burden her anymore, right? And you would say, well, no, you're supposed to share and this, that, but I've gotten accustomed to that. Even to this day, I have a lot of people that come up to me and, and need a shoulder to cry on. And I'm perfectly okay with that, but I don't really share my feelings too much anymore Mm. because most of the time it's, 
And I have, just so that we're clear, I have a ton of people that I could call. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I always got people. But at the same time, those people also have lives. Yeah. And they have their own relationships and they have their own things that they're dealing with. So I've just kind of learned to deal with it myself. And when you're in a relationship, sometimes you do need that person to just hear you. They might not be able to fix your problem. Yeah. But it's 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 something for me that I'm, I still struggle with. Right. Because it's mostly centered around the woman and whatever her needs are. Mm. And what the irony of it is, is that the more you do that, it, it A, becomes the, the relationship becomes lopsided, but because you're so available, sometimes they get bored of you, mm. which is a weird thing. <laughs> they take you for granted because yeah. they're like, you're always going to be there. Right. No matter what, you're going to be there and it's right. all about me. So you're going to be there for me. And I think, you know, people, I think even on the women, the woman side, they know what that's like too. Yeah. When the I, guy's doing a bunch of stuff that he just, he doesn't, can't get his stuff together. And yeah. you're constantly trying to support him and do your own stuff. And there's, and because I hear this complaint a lot too. It's like, mm-hmm. what about me? Yeah. Like I have stuff too, but I'm over here trying to support him and his endeavor that, you know, he wants to be a rock star. <laughs> he bought an acoustic <laughs> guitar and now all of a sudden he thinks he's Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> I have definitely done that before. I've been in a relationship where it was just that. It was like that person was emotionally needing so much from me that I did the same thing you did. It's like, I just dealt with things, just handled it and never brought it up or just, and I, it's hard because it's like, it's not a good practice per se, but the alternative to your point, even when you do try to tell them like, Hey, I'm going through this thing, they could care less. And then you're just getting hurt again. So it's like, okay, forget I said anything. You know what I mean? So like, what do you do? I give so much and you don't, you can't even give me a simple, just (laughs) listen to me. (laughs) I know, I know exactly what that's like. I hear that complaint a lot whenever I go on first dates where they're like, yeah, he just didn't listen to me. Um, And I did so much. And don't get me wrong. In, in my, in my, in that relationship with Alexa, because I was always dealing with things yeah, and I was just taking care of business, so to speak, right? She felt neglected. Out of all those things, because I was doing all those things for her, I just never shared what I was doing. So your lesson is that maybe you should have shared a little bit more of what you were handling. So she would look at it like, okay, I may not be getting the attention I exactly want right now, but it's because here's all these positive things that he's taking care of for me. Or us? I think, I think, and I think this is where that's not exactly it. It's more if I need to pay attention to her, mm-hmm. but she also needs to pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. And if she's not paying attention, then, and or if she's just taking it for granted that I'm doing it. Right. Right. And people get taken for granted all the time. Right. Yeah. Some, some, some guys come out and, you know, they're used to walking out and in the morning there's breakfast. And they don't question it. It's happened for years, right? But they never think about the fact that she's getting up earlier than everybody else, starting going in the kitchen, getting her day going, bringing out breakfast. You're just like, I, I just expect my breakfast. Right? Yeah. And you don't acknowledge it. After a while, you're just kind of like, well, where's my breakfast at? Uh-huh. You know, like it becomes And you that become day entitled. you get some cyanide in your eggs. <laughs> you're like, what? Okay. It could. But I think whenever a relationship is too, when it's too lopsided like that mm. and they're going through so many things, yeah. you do have to sometimes be like, Hey, I, I can't, I can't do this. Right. I really, and it was weird because I don't know if you saw it. I, mean, I know you haven't, but, but anyways, there's a movie that came out, got an Oscar, uh, everything everywhere all the time. Mm. It's a great movie. And it's a great example of, of what, uh, what I'm talking about because it goes into the science part of it. But at the end of the day, at its core, it's mm-hmm. about a relationship. It's about a, it's a, 
it's essentially, I, don't, I think everybody's already seen it, but it's essentially about a, a, she's upset because of what her life is. Mm. And she's so down about she wanted much more. Mm. And she's kind of reexamining a little bit like I got married and then I had a kid. And because of those things, this is where I'm at now. Yeah. And anyways, my whole point with that is that you just have to pay attention. And if yeah. it's too lopsided, if they're not, if they're dealing with too many things, sometimes it's better just to let them go and say, hey, go deal with your stuff. Yeah. Because you can only be so supportive, but not at the, not at the expense of your own self. You know what I mean? Like your own mental health. Yeah. But for women, like we talked about before, I mean, like women can find a man easily. So if she doesn't take that, if you say like, look, I think you're a great person, but you need to deal with some things. She's just going to go find another guy that's going to be that for her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then guys will allow it. And it's this continuous cycle of her not actually taking pause unless she decides on her own, like, Hey, I need to not date, take pause. I need to like work on myself, but can't make them do that. Well, and that's, and that's the other thing, right? Is that, yeah, they might find a guy that's also does the same thing, but chances are they're going to find a bunch of guys that do not. Mm. And that's when they start getting, unfortunately, yeah. taken advantage of. Because it's like, okay, you're sad, right? Mm. I'm going to make you happy if you make me happy kind of thing. You know what <laughs> I mean? And for yeah. a moment, we'll be happy. Yeah. For a, for, for a fleeting moment, we're gonna it's going to be great. But then right after that moment is done, you're going to go back to reality, which is you are in the same predicament that you were yesterday, mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot to be said um, about people dealing with their own stuff yeah. that's outside of the relationship because I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can function well until you take care. I was, have you ever seen that movie? I think it's got Melody Griffin and Andy Garcia. It's about, she goes to rehab for, for, she's, she's an alcoholic and she goes to rehab and he's being very supportive or whatever. And they have daughters and there's a scene in there where they get into a fight where she basically tells him like, just leave me alone. I need to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that you're supportive and I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but like, it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. I have to get this done. I have to do the work. And then we can get back into the relationship because you're trying to blend the two. Mm. And this is something that I need to do by myself, if mm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes that has to happen. Yeah. Like don't You can be supportive, but sometimes you need to let them go on their own journey and get them if they want to. Because what ends up happening is if they get too dependent on you, they, again, it turns into a vicious cycle. It's like they're sad all the time or they're for a girl, let's say he's he's trying new different things and he's not. Succeeding. Trying to make her not sad, you mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, no. I'm just saying, like, let's say in the opposite of that, where it's it's all about the guy, mm -hmm. right, in the relationship. And let's say he's trying this and trying that, and he's borrowing money and he's doing this, and he's just not really following through. And you're like, hey, you know, like I can't continue to do this. You know what I mean? Like something's got to give. You know what right. I mean? Like you know. And I'm not saying you shouldn't support people, right? You should, but at the same time, it's like okay. Let's get that taken care of first yeah. before, before we can before we can move forward, right? Because yeah. clearly there are some things going on on your side. Maybe you haven't figured it out, and that's fine. You don't know what you want to do in life, or or whatever, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But that was also something that I've I've had to learn, and it's sometimes a little painful because it's it's funny. I've been in relationships, and I've like talked to women during dating where the majority of the time it's them 
telling me what's going on with their life yeah. and all the different issues that they're dealing with. And I don't speak very much. Mm. And they think that's the best relationship in the world. It's like, you're so easy to talk to. I just love being around you. And this is like, okay, but you really don't know me. <laughs> because the majority of the time we're just talking about you. Yeah. Like, what do you really know about me? Other right. than the stuff that you saw on my Facebook profile. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, such I a weird kids. thing. Because when I meet men, it's like, I'm genuinely interested in what is it that you like? What is it about you? You know, like, tell me some things like what's your family dynamic, whatever. It's like, I'm generally interested in those yeah. things. So I've never been on a date where I'm just like, me, 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 like, yeah, I, and just like. And I don't like talking about myself for that matter either. Because it, it you can see whenever, especially if, if they ask you a question, mm. like something like that. And then I start talking and they get glazed over, they get on their phone. I'm done. I will stop. I will stop. I will shut down because there's no point in me wasting yeah. my breath. I got, I got, I got, I got other things to do. <laughs> so, and this is, this is across the board for any conversation, by the way. Yeah. If I'm ever talking to somebody and they get on their phone, I will stop abruptly. And even they're like, no, I'm listening. I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I'm not. Because right. you're doing something else, whatever that is. And I'm trying to be respectful, but I'm not going to waste my it's breath. It's like a jab. It's like, whatever you're saying, I don't care about. So I'm going to do this other thing. And you can be background noise. And I'm like, mm hmm, mm hmm. But like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I would say, out of all those women, right? And a lot of the ones that I've dated, and they would know because for any of them, you can go back and ask them what I was going through at the time, and they couldn't tell you. Mm. They, they just didn't. Again, they just assumed that everything was good on my side. Yeah, because you're always there to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're always here to like yeah. hear my problems. Yeah. And so, and, and I like doing that, mind you. Um, but yeah, sometimes, and, and you know, just on a personal note, sometimes it is rough because yeah, I, I'm in a position where I can help people. Um, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, um, like financial or anything. Sometimes it's emotional and I love doing it, but it seems like sometimes I only get called up whenever something's going on. I feel like I'm like you, I like to be there for people if they need that, but for me, it has to be mixed in with good stuff too, like the fun times. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. friendship or whatever. It's like if you're just down all – it's really hard. I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but like it has to be mixed in with, you know, we do have lots of fun together. And then there's going to be times where we're going to have conversations where you're going to come to me and be like, I'm going through this thing. I need to talk about it. Cool. This conversation is not – we're going to be laughing and whatever, but it's fine because yeah. we have that sprinkled in yeah. all over. And most of the time, that's that's what I'm saying. A lot of times what ends up happening in the relationship turns into they call me when something's going on, mm. when they're dealing with something. And that's most of the time. It doesn't always start out that way, but sometimes In dating or just general? Uh, just in, in, in some in dating, but sometimes it happens just in regular I mean, relationships. In dating, they only call you when they're hungry and they're like, oh, you want to go to this I'm, place? I'm a good listener. Let's just put it that way. I'm a, a good listener. I'm an active listener. Mm -hmm. So I will get to know. I just sometimes wish that uh, it would be reciprocated. Yeah. And not in the other, because there's the other types of women that it feels like an interrogation and that's what I don't like. Mm -hmm. When they're like and trying to, because they're not genuinely trying to find out about you. They're trying to find out if you're sneaky or not. Mm. If if that makes sense, yeah, you know what I mean. Like they'll ask you certain scenario questions, or like an have you ever cheated on anybody? <laughs> have you ever done this? Oh. Have you ever done? And it's like, uh, 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 what a weird. Okay. Anyways, but, yeah, but we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna get into that. But what I will say is that in, in the other one, I did uh, kind of put together various women, um, and we're just gonna call them Jennifer because I've never dated a Jennifer. Okay. And what I learned about Jennifer is that 
looks aren't always everything. And it's it's a it's a couple of girls that are like that that I dated strictly on looks that I thought they were very beautiful. Mm. Um and then come to find out it wasn't it. Yeah. It wasn't it. And even sometimes the the intimacy can get lackluster because there's no emotional attachment there. They're just and don't get me wrong, they're 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 there's nothing wrong with them, but there was just no emotional attachment. So the lesson is you can't judge a book by its cover because if you're just looking at, oh, she's so beautiful, this is going to be great. Yeah, it can't be that. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I learned. It can't be that because I, I stayed in those relationships, but I wasn't very happy in them. Yeah. I, I liked the fact that they were beautiful, but yeah. I didn't like the fact that I didn't like hanging out with them <laughs> <laughs> for one reason or the other, right? Mm. We, we had differences of opinion or maybe they were a little too self-centric or... Um, it could be that, you know, they wanted everything their way. Mm. Right. And it's like, I don't, there's some things that I don't want to do. Yeah. And, and, and you have to, you have to respect that too. Same thing with you. Like if there's things that you don't want to do, I have to respect that. But sometimes they get a little more, um, especially in, you know, if they're really, really, really super good looking. Yeah. Like they almost, and just like, you have to do this. It's like, okay, <laughs> no, I don't, but okay. Yeah. You know, I, I get where you're coming from, but yeah, that's, that's. That's one of the things that Jennifer taught me. Although I will say this much, Jennifer also told me, and again, this is a uh, uh, aggregate of women. Uh-huh. It's not just one. Um, is that I liked certain body types that I didn't think I was going to like. That was also interesting because I was just like, oh, I dated somebody that this body type, I didn't think I would actually like it, but turns out I do. So it's just your preferences changing over time. It again, is. with the changing, like... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I learned because I, especially the first time I dated somebody with a certain body type that I'd never dated before, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, this is different. I don't think I'm going to like it because I like the other, the way Gwen was. Uh-huh. Uh, and whenever I dated somebody that was the opposite of Gwen, I yeah. was like, oh, I'm not going to like this because of course I, I like... Just the being familiar with what you usually date and yeah, there's something well, that's out of even, the norm. Yeah, it's just like I never thought I would like that. And mm. then it turns out, oh, I do like that. That was interesting. So the lessons aren't always bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it's a good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, I do like that. And yeah. It's like, mm, okay. Um, <laughs> and then there was uh, there was one, and we'll call her Julia, um, because I never dated a Julia either. Okay. <laughs> but she was great at... Uh, she love bombed me a lot and she was a great gift giver. Mm. And and that I think also helped me to realize to pay attention because she was such a great gift giver that it was amazing. It was just, it's out of this world. Do you do that in return as a lesson learned? Now I do. Okay. So now you pay attention and you give amazing gifts because of her, because yes. of what you've learned. Yes. Okay. Out of what I've learned. Now, I did give her a few gifts, but I missed the mark on some of those. Quite honestly, I did. Mm-hmm. I tried, but she just showed me a different thing, mm-hmm. if you will. Again, she she paid attention. Yeah. She paid attention a lot to the things that I liked. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um, I was just thinking for girls too, like, um, you know, used to men, the only gift they would really give you is jewelry. That's like the standard go-to. But like when you start learning that like there's other things that could be, you know, just as nice or mean something more, don't just categorize of like, here's this one category of things that I would get people. You know what I mean? Again, just paying attention. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, what I've learned is that if you make the gift very specific. And even if it's better, if you can 
figure out a way to do it like an as an inside joke that mm. she's going to get. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Whenever you're dating somebody or, or let's say you first start chatting somebody up on text, mm-hmm. it's hard if you don't know their sense of humor. Yeah. So you might think something's funny and then you might crack a joke and it's going to go way over their head and you're like, I don't get it. Yeah. But, you know, again, let's just say that um, you had an event and you went to a certain place and, you know, you were uh, doing tasting of tequila. Uh-huh. And during that wine tasting or whatever, or that that tasting that you were doing of tequila, you're doing a bunch of shots, and you did a bunch of what are they called airplanes or whatever with the flights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to figure out what the hell is he talking about? Flight, yes, yeah, when you did like, the airplane. I was like, what? Yeah, maybe okay. that was your first date or whatever, uh-huh. and then you know, like there was one tequila that you particularly liked or whatever, and maybe at anniversary you'd be like, hey, I bought this tequila because it's mm-hmm. a very specific. Yeah. To our date and then to that night, and maybe you threw up, and I had to hold your hair back, and <laughs> but like you it was loved cute. it. Yeah, it was cute, right? It was like, it was a great experience. Like that, that would be a gift that she might she might really enjoy. Or if she tells you something about her childhood, yeah, like she used to have. It could be just as simple as maybe she had a hula hoop or something, mm-hmm. and you know she loved the hula hoop when she was a kid. It's like I really liked it, blah blah. And then for a gift. And it doesn't have to be the only gift, mind you, but you get her a hula hoop and you're like, let's try this out. And then it might bring back some nostalgia yeah. for us. And especially if she described it as like, oh, it's a really, it's like a neon blue mm. hula hoop. And I loved it. And if you find that very specific, like it would, it's going to touch her a lot more than if you just. I wish men would pay attention. <laughs> I really do. I'm making you sad now. I'm just thinking like just, there's so many things. I pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not my boyfriend. <laughs> exactly, but that's what I'm saying. But I do pay attention because yeah. if you can do that, and you can really, you can really tap into that that woman's heart for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's it's. And then you'll just reap the benefits. It's really it's a win-win, guys. So. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, I know. <laughs> yes, pay attention. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyways, um, there is one other, and I'm going to call her Aubrey. Um, and I will say with Aubrey, the one lesson, and this is the last takeaway, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Mm. I let her go because I thought the grass was greener on the other side. It's one of the few that I ever broken up with. Mm. Turns out not so much. She's the one that got away. No, well, yes and no. Yes and no. It's just, it's just, I never gave it the proper attention because I'm not, I just didn't give it the proper attention that it should have. And it could have turned into something a whole lot better, but because I was so... So you try to evaluate every relationship now in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I'm in it, you know, I want to be in it. I want to be uh, attentive. I want to be in the relationship. I want to, I want to have So if you say yes, wanna... it's like, I'm not looking for ways to get out. I said, yes, I want to date you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this for real. And it's only yeah. going to be like a kind of positive vibes. I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. have issues, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And usually I like to do that before we get too, too into it. Yeah. Because once you're already too into it, it's hard. Especially if, if me being me, I'm an active listener. I really pay attention and I do all the gift giving. But then if it's too lopsided and I'm like, hey, I'm out, they usually feel a certain kind of way about it because mm. now they're upset. It's like, yeah, you know, but I wasn't being fulfilled in this relationship. Like I get that you are. You're you're happy-go-lucky. Like you're great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm meeting all your needs. But I really but would wasn't. would you tell them that though? Like, hey, this is what I need? Rather than just pulling, just being like, all right, I'm out. You need to say like, hey, I really like you. But I'm here's- working on that. Okay. <laughs> I'm working okay. on that because most of the time, because I deal with things myself, I, I I don't like to share sometimes. 
And sometimes the relationship, they're not in a position to really hear me. Mm. So sometimes it's just better to just cut my losses and just go. Okay. I can sit there and give them a whole spiel. But the, what I've noticed, even when I have done that, when I've kind of break, broken it down to mm. why, it doesn't matter. They're so upset with me that at that point they make up their own hypothesis of why I broke up with them. And they're usually like, oh, well, you were just using me, blah, blah. It's like, no, Well, I think I we wasn't. should have that conversation before is all I'm saying. <laughs> you work on that. For sure, for sure, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. It's hard sometimes because, like I said, in situations where they're going through something and you're constantly talking about their yeah. trials and tribulations, and then the moment that you do, it's like they're not listening, they're not right. paying attention, they're distracted by other things, or they get on the phone, it's like, all right, and you can stop them and say like, hey, sometimes I do want to talk to you and maybe they'll listen, maybe they don't. But at a certain point, it's like, all right, I can already see where this is going. They're fubbing you. Remember from last yeah, week? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, I'm out. But anyways, uh, yeah, I didn't want this, <laughs> this episode to be two sets. Hopefully it wasn't. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, and, and I know, you know, uh, we have a few listeners out there, but I would love if anybody has any lessons that they learned. Yes. Because I think that's, um, I think it's important. Mm. I think in every relationship... You have to take something away. And and sometimes, and here's the other thing, this happens too, sometimes you have a really good friendly relationship, but because it was romantic and now you've broken up, you can't have that anymore. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, yeah, it's good when I have a friend and I've made a friend in this person and it's great that we started out that way. And then it turned, like, there's a lot of lessons in every, so that's why, and I hate the phrase, this was a waste of my time. Mm. And this was the reason why I wanted to have this because I hear that too often. And it's, if that's your takeaway, you're doing it wrong. If you really think that being in a relationship and even though it ended badly, even if it was a horrible one and your takeaway was that was a waste of my time, you're doing it wrong. You're going to keep on repeating the same mistakes over and over and over and over because it was painful, which means that there's a lesson in there. There's takeaways from there and it can't be a waste of time. It can't, it can't, unless you think meditating is a waste of time. You know, and it's like, what are you doing? You're just sitting there and trying to be in the moment. Mm. You think that's, a, it's it's not. Life is too precious. And there was something in there. There's a lesson, there's a heartache, there's a there's a valuable, there's something there yeah. that if you take it apart, you'll get that. And maybe, and I think people avoid that because it requires them to do a lot of work. Yeah. And people don't like to do the work. It's easier to blame them. It was all them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyways, sorry, we went over. But anyways, I, I hopefully, hopefully um, people enjoyed it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time. Bye. All right. Bye.